Powered by Lugione Cigars. This is the unofficial and unauthorized Disillusione D program podcast. Welcome, gentle persons, to the society. I am Cap Lewitz Media at Cap Lewitz Media on Twitter. With me is my co host, D'Angelito, owner of Lugione Cigars. Find them at illusionecigars.com Dion Yes how are my peas are my peas good are they are, are they too peaish are you getting are you getting some are your peas popping yes are my peas popping your peas are not popping okay. no okay good. no are we on a different rig no today no. can you hear this yeah i could i could hear that i could hear okay. that and i i could hear you your pea is great Okay. And um, if you do have more trouble with your pee, I would suggest a urologist, perhaps. But at, le- you, at least you heard me peeing. Yes, I did hear okay. you peeing. That's and, all that counts. That's all that matters. It's, it's, it's quite fine. It's quite fine. And we're here and we're rolling. And uh, interest of full disclosure, we got nothing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the green room. Uh, pre-show green room more like olive drab we, well we you know i mean we could have gotten out in front of it like uh <laughs> six days ago from our previous podcast and okay we need two things to talk about and we got six days to come up with it i was Go. so busy doing nothing i have really been trying very hard to um kind of move around my schedule to allow for a second nap during the day and it's just been tremendously um, busy wall to wall balls to the wall if you will just uh, one thing after another I have to nap I have to eat I have to nap I have to eat it's kind of like it's kind of like being on a cruise ship without the without the uh, the 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 diarrhea virus and and paying all the money and the shitty entertainment. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, and nobody to tell you what to do. There's no there's no cruise director at Kaplowitz Media Headquarters. I don't think there's any cruise director anywhere to speak of right now. I think I think the cruise director just jumped off the ship with his first mate and his uh, his little clipboard. Yeah. Yeah. Clip, yeah. And the hats yeah. and the and the yeah. scrambled eggs on the hat and I, I wouldn't worry too much about them because I'm pretty sure they'll predominantly uh, fall on their feet and wind up being some kind of activities director in a nursing home. Yeah, but we're officially adrift. We are, but it's it's not bad. It's not bad. And um, stay tuned a couple of weeks from now. Every other Cigar Media podcast will be adrift as well right. because we're quite the trendsetters. Let them copy this, I say. I have to relate this, I think, to one period of time in my life where it's right after I had dropped out of college and I really didn't know what I was going to do because I just didn't want to teach. I started student teaching and I just I hated it. And so I dropped oh, wow. out. And, you know, I was doing some DJing up in uh, Tahoe City. I was playing in a uh, band and I was um, just kind of you know, making it from like week to week or whatever, I'd go into the, I'd go into the Calneva, I'd play poker just to <laughs> offset some of my, you know, my expenses for food and right. especially drinking. So it, it kind of reminds me the feeling of what I have right now reminds me of a lot of that, a lot of that time, that period of time. Yeah. That said time when I was kind of like in irons, I was adrift. I was in this constant state of hangover, which, by the way, I, I mean, I thought I would be <laughs> drinking a lot more during, you know, the events, the the recent events. Or I don't know. Are they recent anymore? Or is this just kind of like life? But anyways, I, I, I think what we're looking at is we have too much now. I, I know there's no religious philosophies and ideologies and uh, whatever theologies built up around being in the now. And I think that only works for regular life because yeah. life like this, I mean, we, this whole six days you talked about, we had to come up with two topics. I've been in a now yeah. for that long. And let me tell you, 
overrated. Underrated, overrated now? Overrated to be in yeah. that long. And I've, I've done absolutely nothing with the now. You know, no fences have gotten fixed. <sighs> no no uh, painting has been done. No yeah. fitness program. Well, actually, I take that back. I started... I started getting back into my fitness program, you know, basically every day is leg day. Cause I think that, you know, legs, you know, the strength of your legs is, is like tantamount key hmm. to like, you know, your body because, you know, core legs down, whatever. Right. I'm not a, a, a physical guru. I'm not one of those, what are those trainers? You know, I don't train people, but what I know and what I've been taught going through therapy, physical therapy or whatever, for various, you know, things, knee operation, whatever, is that these specific exercises, I know that when I did them, I came out feeling much better. I felt strong. I felt it just every possible way. So I started back into that. Cool. And, uh, you know, it was going really well. A couple weeks. I mean, I'm just getting getting the definition in, in, you know, in my quads where, you know, they were kind of maybe waning a little bit. And huh. all of a sudden I had a little twinge in the the left side, the lower left side of my back, kind of like above my, my tailbone. Oh, that out. That's and out. So I, you know, I was, uh, I was kind of, um, I, I was rolling it out with the tennis ball, you know, just trying to get it in there. And then I went, you know, then the other side started hurting a little bit. And this was like right before I went to bed. So I rolled the other side. Okay. Felt really good when I went to bed. Then I woke up the next day and I was completely immobile. I Ooh. mean, I threw something out. It's like my lower back. It's like if I tried to bend like like five inches forward, I got this like sharp jab pain right in my back. And I'm like going, whoa, 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 whoa. Where's this coming from? You know, I just I just slept. I went to bed. I slept. You know, what what did I sleep on? Did I sleep on a on did I sleep on a pile of skulls? What did I what, what happened, you know? So it's been this this thing now for for going on two weeks where I've I I went to uh, the chiropractor. You know, he kind of sorted me out because I thought usually when this happens, you know, like my hips are out or something, you know, I get I get dysplasia like a like a Ugh. like a German shepherd or something. I don't know. It's like when you yeah. get to an age or something. Jesus. So um, I've, I've been he, down that. Yeah. 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 So he, he adjusts me, he puts me back, he thinks the way that I put back and I'm just sore. And I'm like, well, is this the good sore or is this still like the bad sore? Like something's going on. Right. Right. So, you know, I go home, I, I roll it out, I got that that little devil roll tube thing. Right. And I'm just doing all the things, getting the trigger points and stuff. And so it's like getting better but it's like i really really got to work at it i mean like every day it's not like when you do something when you exert yourself and you're like oh yeah i overexerted myself it's like stretch a little bit blast an 800 milligram ibuprofen before you go to bed wake up the next morning and you can and you can play racquetball you can do wind sprints and it was not the case this time because nothing helped it you know ibuprofen didn't help it um I took a pain, not a painkiller, but a muscle, muscle relaxers didn't help. The only thing that helped was like stretching and really getting on those trigger points and allowing them to release. Anyways, Uh, don't mean to be boring with the, with the physical ailments. I I hate talking about physical ailments because it's like ants at a picnic. It's, oh yeah, well you should say I had this goiter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you get the horror stories and you get the unnecessary uh, recommendations. Have you tried? Have yes. you? Hey, hey, oh no, I've never you, tried that. I'm I'm just sitting here in pain. Right. I haven't tried anything. Right, right, yeah. Well, you know, it, well, you go to Facebook MD, and they're like, the first thing is like, oh, well, did you put lavender oil on it? Right. That, no, that I thought that was like that's the, for the coronavirus. I thought, yeah, the lavender oil. Yeah, Facebook MD always leads with the lavender oil for some reason. I don't know. I, I'm surprised. I should look at lavender oil stocks. They're through the roof, probably. <laughs> it's them and hand sanitizer. <laughs> Right. That, that's who's making money through uh, all this. But anyways, I mean, it's slowly getting better, you know. Hopefully, by the time this madness is done, I get to go back out and play golf and tweak my back and be it, laid out for another it, two weeks. It's it's funny, though. Get, getting back to when we both wore younger men's clothes, uh, getting away from the, you know, from the back pains and all that, which I'm experiencing, too. I had the same experience. I was a TA for a little bit. I was a philosophy major. I actually have a philosophy degree, believe it or not. And What's a TA? A teacher's aide, teacher's assistant. Oh, okay, okay. And so I was doing that, and I was lucky enough to be under kind of who I 
deemed my mentor. And he was a really cool guy, really old guy. And this was not recent. So I don't think he's with us anymore. But um, I had all this kind of respect for him. And I just saw him differently when I started being his aide. And it was just such a grind of answering the same questions over and over and over again. And every question from every student was basically, how do I nail that C? What's the least amount of work I could do and get the grade passed? And I remember him saying that he answers all these questions because if one person asks, there's at least five other people, 10 other people that have that question, but don't have the wherewithal to ask. So it's all about answering these rudimentary questions. And I've always shied away from that. I skipped out on that. I took a similar, other than the music, I took a similar detour and some, a lot of now back then of just farting around. But I've taken that with me and here we are in cigar media and I still hate answering the same old questions. So maybe that's right. kind of like our shared impetus for making a ridiculous show like this where we talk about nothing. But again, so much nothing. There's, I, I can't even tell, is there more now or more nothing? Or have they blended together into some kind of metaphysical goop? Yeah, kind of like, uh, well, it's like when we were talking about earlier, right? It's, it's almost like the last, last episode of Seinfeld. And granted, we haven't done 900 episodes like they did, but it's like, I guess it's like the true thing, you know, it's, 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 it's like the thing that's in front of you every time. It's like, it's, it's like, okay, now what, now what, now what, when they're sitting in the jail cell and they bring up a subject and like, Oh yeah. Wait, no, wait, didn't we already talk about that? Isn't that uh Oh yeah. I guess we did. <laughs> it's, oh. the, it's the abyss looking back at you. Right. Is what it is. And uh, it's temporary because it's just as somebody, somebody somewhere hit the big pause button. And now we have all this now, but you know, there'll be less now coming up soon, I guess, I guess I'm thinking there's going to be a lot more now for a little bit, but as our our overlords see fit, they will dole it out to us. They will, they will dole, (laughs) they will slowly dole out our freedoms back to us. And keeping some, they particularly are fond of, I would imagine. I mean, I don't think we're going to get back all of them. I, I just, I just, I just want to, it, it's, it's, it's so life. The last little bit of time has been completely laborious. Everything requires planning, going to the store. You remember it used to be, oh shit, I got to run to the store. I already took my shoes off. Now I got to put my shoes back on and run to the store. That was bad. Now it's like, oh, I got to gear up. I got to put on my leather loincloth and my spiked shoulder pads. Yeah. Got to, got to run the gauntlet. Right. Right. To get, to get, I, I'm Dion. I don't even want to say this out loud because it scares me, but I'm carrying it with me for a couple of days. Now I'm low on toilet paper. Yeah. We probably shouldn't go down the rabbit hole with this. Yeah, yeah, and my stomach hurts having said that. And the last thing you need is an upset stomach when you're low on toilet yeah. paper in the apocalypse. Besides, that's what the sh- that's what the shower's for, you know, for crying out loud. <laughs> it's the it's the walk dirty. It's the walk in dirty. It's the walk in bidet. It's a walk in bidet is what it yeah, is. Right. And uh, it's but uh, lots of time. And I've really uh, I've been doing my daily shows so people know somewhat of what I'm doing. I'm I'm gardening. Um, um, doing crossword puzzles on bacon bread in between like everybody watching a lot of TV too. watching a lot of TV, a lot of the YouTubes, but there's some, I noticed there's some different level of comfort in watching the television as opposed to watching a YouTube video. And I haven't exactly come to any kind of conclusion on that. And I watch on Hulu. But there's some kind of a nice, gentle background buzz that happens from having like a, a, a Frasier playing on the loop on Hulu. There's more comfort there than uh, my other form of entertainment, which is watching chefs talk about chefing after they stopped chefing. 
YouTube to me kind of just, I, okay, I mean, you look at YouTube now versus like six or seven years ago, you can't find any stuff, anything on YouTube anymore. I mean, the cool old conspiracy stuff, it's like all that stuff is gone or it's edited or those channels are gone. Right. It's like it's all there. There's this specific narrative that's kind of forced it. It's like back in the day, if I say like if I. If I like you, OK. Searched for chefs, OK, uh, celebrity chefs, whatever you'd get like and you'd click on, like, say, Gordon Ramsay. Right. Mm-hmm. So usually what it would do is it would kind of like it would kind of like see what your search is and kind of aggregate what it is. You'd have a thousand videos to watch. Right. You can go, you can go down the rabbit hole with it. Any chef you want from, you know, how to how to make bum meals or, you know, <laughs> prison chef all the way to, all the way up to like Emerald. Right. Or, or whoever, you know, whatever the, the, the kids are watching today. I don't know. Mm. But now you do it. So say like you say, I want to look at a Gordon Ramsay thing. I want to learn how to do a Gordon Ramsay. And then so you get the one Gordon Ramsay thing. And then it's like the next video that you see down below that is like a Shakira video. And then the one below that right, is, right. is like something totally irrelevant to your search. Exactly. It's, just, it's like this forced... Um, they're it's like this they're, they're putting they're putting what they're doing is is they're putting their advertisable content in front well, of you, yeah. and that's obvious. Right. But yeah, it's it's weird. Like uh, I uh, I'll be watching. I, I love um, Marco P White. He's my guy. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite chef. Okay, I'll be watching one of his, and yeah, my recommended videos. I'm looking over to the side, and it's it's 19 year old. British kids playing a video right. game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. W- what? I have no interest in that. And so you know what? If anything, I mean, yeah, I realize that they're trying to keep their their what are they? Their advertisers or their monetize the, the, their the, monetized the, videos. It's advertising. They're money. Moni- ha- they're trying to keep it happy, but by the same token, it keeps me on that media less right so it's like for for youtube for me it's almost kind of like a suspension of time it's like a suspension of disbelief and it's it doesn't give me the same satisfaction or gratification as like watching um old like 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 old movies or something if i were to go Um, on to like turner movie classics or amc or whatever there was something really cool on there right it doesn't give me like the same uh level of comfort yeah, and I think it's investment. Now that I'm thinking about it, you're not invested in YouTube because they could just drag, they could yard you around wherever you want. There's nothing developing. You can't watch two Gordon Ramsay videos in a row, right. apparently, and you're going to go down a rabbit hole of some kind of unboxing of yeah, some kind of garbage. I don't feel like any garbage. sort of like YouTube. Yeah, exactly, garbage. I don't feel like this this culture of YouTube, right? So everything somehow eitherly consciously or subconsciously or subliminally has some sort of kind of like culture it has some sort of feel to it right right right. you go to the travel channel you're watching travel channel and it's pretty much all paranormal paranormal shows when it used to be a lot of travel you know that's where bourdain started you know with the cooks tour right but now it's all all pretty much just like travel stuff or not travel stuff it's like paranormal it's ghost paranormal that it's ghost ghost bros whatever um it, but it's got a vibe, right? It's got it's got it's kind of like own microculture. Now that channel, you go right. to, you go to like Taste Made, right? It's got the millennial, uh, uh, the the millennial cooking culture. I haven't right? checked that out. You've said oh, I dude, should check it's, it's that out. Own, I, 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 I should. Vibe, I should. It is a it when is I have a more trip. time. When I have more time. I lo- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you go to that, and it's good. And so what it is, it, it's almost like. You know, so they do that. They, they 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 combine kind of like that that feel or that culture of um, like uh, binging, where they'll put five or six or seven or eight episodes of one dude on there or one chick on there cooking something. You hmm. know, like type of show. Uh, plus, the shows aren't like say like a half hour long or a an hour long. Some shows are like sixteen minutes long. Some are twenty two minutes long. Some are ten minutes long. So it has like that YouTube. I was going to say like, it's like it's like. like yeah, they found the middle ground. It's like a hybrid. They, they did, and it, and it's a trip. But they kind of made it into their like culture thing. It's like I go to YouTube. There's like none of that. It's just like this empty, ugly feeling. Am I gonna get? Am I gonna click into this and be ten minutes into it and go? Ah, oh, 
this isn't what I wanted to watch. Right. I remember, I remember two things about YouTube back in the day. I remember citizen journalism in not a meaningful way, really, but in like the original intent of vlog. Like you, right. would, you would get peeks into people's lives, whether it was yeah. interesting or not. It would be like uh, they would be sharing what was meaningful to them. So it has some yeah. type of meaning, at least some type of footing and yeah, something some that's not trash. Of, yeah, social, uh, social reaction and interaction. Right, right. Almost like a anthropology type shit, like a social yeah. anthropology stuff. But it, it, there's, there's that, that's gone. That was first mm-hmm. generation YouTube. They had a bunch of people just vlogging, talking into their cameras, sharing their life with you. Varying, again, levels of interesting, but it was something you couldn't get anywhere else. It was new. I really think it could have been ridiculously awesome. It got its legs cut out from under it. And the other thing I'm missing with YouTube, and this is a more of a later edition, more of a recent edition. I don't know if they changed their searches or what, but I'm a, what, I'm, okay, let me do this. I'm a Stooge fan, Three Stooges. But mm-hmm. I know them top to bottom. Sometimes I want to see a particular bit that they did. I don't want to watch the whole thing, which they've all been taken down anyway. Yeah, but it yeah. used to be you could fine tune and say, like, I want the one where they're a plumber, but the scene exactly. and then enter a couple of keywords. And you would then get would that right scene. It would be like a 30-second yeah. video that somebody took of that scene. Right. What happened yeah, to that? like it seems like it's all gone now. All that is gone. And that's what I mean. It's like, you can't find boo on YouTube anymore. You can't find anything. You can't find snippets. You can't find clips snippets. because you know why it's all. Yeah. It's, it's all it, 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 because back then I guess it was treated like public domain. Hey, it's on the internet. Everything is free Right now that everybody is trying to monetize it or these, maybe these studios are coming back around going, Hey, that's hey, what's hey. happening. Yeah. Our content is being viewed without, us getting paid right how are you getting advertising money off of our right. content and we're not being cut in on it that's that, right. that's exactly so, what's happened yeah and and and, and the, the way i found this out even most recently okay even most recently and it just it disappointed me to no oh, no end was um the wife and i were watching twilight zones you know love, love twilight Zone. love that yeah, yeah so we were watching we were watching um this one episode, like, I think it was leather jackets from outer space or something. <laughs> and these guys, you know, it's like these three guys, they come, they come down um, from outer space and they're kind of like, they're kind of like surveying the land, right? Because this is ultimately what they want to do in their ultimate hypocrisy. <laughs> um, I'll get to that in a second. But anyways, you know, they're reporting back to their master and it's this giant one giant eyeball that takes up the entire screen, this blinking eyeball, you know, yes, master right away, master. (laughs) But anyways, what this, what they wanted to do, and it was so cool. It was so campy, you know, because of the leather jackets, the tufts, you know, and they they go into this nice little, you know, white picket fence. uh, neighborhood. Okay. Okay. And this one, this one guy, uh, this one guy, this sensitive, you know, he kind of takes to this earthling, you know, because she's nice and, you know, they're sitting out on a lawn you know, like at night and he's like, well, wow, you're different. <laughs> and he, she's like, well, what do you mean? She's like, he's like, well, you're, you're not like the others. And she's like, well, what do you mean? Not like the others? He's like, well, um, what it comes down to is these three scouts, they, ca- they, they, they came to scout the earth because what they want to do is their civilization is in peril or their world is something's going to happen to their world and they need to move. Gotcha. And so this guy comes down and he starts lecturing this girl about like, you don't understand you earthlings you're a violent culture you're a violent civilization and you're constantly in wars and stuff like that and we come from thousands and thousands of years of peace but we need a place to live right now so what we're going to do is we're going to come down here and we're going to kill every single one of you and then put, in the name of peace put, in the, yeah right in the name of peace we're going to get rid of this violent culture and put our peaceful culture in its place on earth. And I'm just like thinking what, well, you know, what, what kind of hypocrisy, you know, but enough about American politics in the middle East. Yeah. Or I don't even know what it was, but it was just like, it's like, you know, you guys are, you guys are so violent that we're going to be more violent than you wipe you off the face of the earth. Just so we have a nice place to stay. And then utopia. Right. Right. 
utopia for our people. So it's like, is it like peace through power, peace through? I mean, so it was cool. And, and I'll tell you, it's, uh, Twilight Zone has done several episodes like that, um, they, they, it, which kind of fly in the face of it, of, of the message. Yeah, yeah. They, it's kind of like what they do to to a vast degree. And I I've watched some of the. I haven't. Watched, I'm gonna have to binge some of that. I but one of my favorite Twilight Zones, and it's been years. I'm sorry if I'm off the mark on it, but. The guy that um, he's the last man in the world and he finally gets all the time he wants to read because he's yeah. in a library. It's the, one of the famous yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, it's, one of, it's one of the most popular. Right. Ones. And uh, for some reason, I love that one. I, yeah. I, I just I love that one. There's like some kind of weird, insane comfort I get from that. Talking about comfort in television. And uh, but I, I like also the black and white. There's something. Yeah. about. I mean, obviously, look at my site. There's something I like about black and white, but I could I could do that. And I've done um, I've watched a bunch recently of old honeymooners episodes. I don't know if you've ever got into the honeymooners. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I got into those when I was like really really young. I mean, yeah. watching yeah watching the syndicated episodes or whatever. Yeah, I got into it when I was really young. It was one of two shows that my dad would always be watching the Mets game because he probably had money on it. And every time there was a rain out or a delay, they would they would show either old honeymooners or they would show the odd couple. So those those two shows have like a really deeply rooted I have like a fondness for them because I would yeah. sit there with my dad and watch the and watch them while you know we were finding out if they were going to cancel the game or not and uh, but the, the honeymooners is overlooked the uh, odd couple uh, is that like a popular would you consider that like a mainstream popular show or is that more like a cultish kind of show well, I think it was very popular back then, and then didn't they remake it at one point? And then didn't they didn't they do a movie? They did an all black and... cast. I can't remember who's in it. Huh. Uh, the the movie, and I think they might have had a show too. And and really, yeah. the stories are good, but you talk about the culture of the thing, and that's where those that black and white television. I love Lucy. Mm-hmm. I I mean, these aren't great shows no they're not they were groundbreaking and I, i've said it before there's and i think what i like about black and white is this there's two types of genius when it comes to entertaining one is to be the first person who's done it that's a genius move two and it's often separate is to be the first person to really do it well and right. the honeymooners and, that's usually, and I love Lucy that usually comes from the second or third exactly. or third iteration. Of exactly. it. like somebody has to do it. It has to fail horribly and somebody else picks it up and does the exact same. Right. Thing right. And really don't change anything, but then it's successful. Right. Exactly. So you have first generation stuff like uh, the honeymooners, like I love Lucy and it's brilliant. Desi Arnaz, he created the way that sitcoms are filmed. He created sitcoms basically but it in and of itself not that great of a show it's genius is that it had never been done before so it retains a watchability it's an amazing thing you know whether you know it or not you're seeing something that had never been done before it's groundbreaking but it's not great and the same thing with the honeymooners this they're cute little stories but they're not fantastic it's just nobody had done anything like that before well, I, I don't know. I think the, the honeymooners, honeymooners is actually it wasn't, uh, go ahead. Yeah, it wasn't as cutesy. I mean, it was a little. It was a little grittier. I mean, it was about there was, it was about a big fat schlub living in a flat with his wife, you right? Know, grinding it out day to day, week to week, bus driver, and it, it, it the there was it was much and, more it, it was much more impactful than um, right. I love Lucy because he, he, those are pretty juxtaposed. You have like. In I Love Lucy, you have the upwardly mobile couple that they were yeah. they were like yuppies. They went and lived in Connecticut for Christ's sake. They they yeah. they were good, and mm-hmm. their ending that's never known, I guarantee, is lovely and pleasant. But we don't know what the ending of Ralph Cramden is. We don't know what no. happens to Alice. 
you know, but we do know, we do know what the ending because that that for whatever it is, whether they know it or not, it spawned many other types of episodes or many other types of shows. You know, so I mean, I could kind of like draw the line between like say the honeymooners and like good times, right? Same thing, gritty. Right. Dad works. uh, Dad works. You know, construction. I think he's a foreman or whatever. But it's like day to day getting by. Right. Um. You could probably fast forward to I don't know when would Roseanne come out. You know, just like the lower middle class family. Right. Uh, middle whatever, just grinding it out day to day. So it's that all all in the family, all in the family. Yeah. So, all in the family yeah well i don't know because yeah it kind of was well we, yeah, you got so. the blue collar you got the social commentary it's a little overt right. i know i i don't feel like i ever liked all in a family as much as a lot of other people do because it's very ham-fisted to me yeah yeah i mean it used to be on when i was a kid uh but i never really it, i never really engaged with it right i, I think the only time i engaged with it was when Archie was smoking a cigar or he was sitting at the bar <laughs> having a cigar with a Scotch, you know, with his, with this frumpy hat. Right. On, right. Slightly right. crooked. Right. That, that's the kind of thing that I dug. Right. I didn't like the, 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 the family banter. At right. Home, like, with meathead. Exactly. The commie stepson, and, this commie son-in-law. Yeah, and let's shine a light on this and that. And yeah, that was, just, let's preach that was a little lost on me. Yeah, yeah, that was lost on me. So, so if that's the lineage of the honeymooners, and I agree, what's the lineage of I Love Lucy? Of just people doing better and better, moving on up uh, to Jeffersons. The Jeffersons, <laughs> yeah. The Jeffersons. And they collide because the Jeffersons is what? That's a spinoff of All in a Family. Yeah, kind of is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, very much. But so. it wasn't. It it wasn't. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't as uh, spinoff. Uh, like the happy days was that, uh, that created Joni Loves Chachi. Oh God, the, yeah. the happy days. Happy happy days. And, and this was it was in my regular rotation when I was a kid. I was catching like the syndicated reruns. I guess they weren't new mm-hmm. by the time I was a kid, so it was very much in my wheelhouse. That uh, Gilligan's Island were in my wheelhouse. But even as a kid, I realized that there's not a lot of value here. Like and I don't think I I don't think I said that, but I, I didn't feel like I was engaging in anything meaningful when I watched Happy Days or anything like that. But you know, you you mentioning Happy Days, it, it's funny because I loved it's Happy Days was almost like a spinoff of or or kind of like came from. American Graffiti, right? Yeah, yeah. So I remember the first episodes of Happy, I, the, like the first season or two of Happy Days, I loved, man, because it was like you know greased hair, right? Um, it had more of like that 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 street feel, right? They 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 wouldn't um, let him wear a leather jacket that first year, that first uh, that first uh, season or part of the first season. Yeah, but it was there. There was something about the first Happy Days season that I that I oh just no no really, I'm, really I'm with out. you I'm with you. But look at it as opposed but, to the end, like the final seasons. Yeah, but yeah, and then you go through Happy Days, then it gets seems a lot. Happy Days got a lot happier. You know, it got a lot happier. <laughs> it got a lot more. <laughs> For lack of better words, it got happier. But you know, when you talk about like sitcoms or anything like that, it's usually like the first, like the first two or three seasons, unwatchable. Seinfeld first couple Oof. of seasons, unwatchable. Yeah. Simpsons can't even can't can't even. It, it, you know, I want to I want to shoot the TV when it comes yeah. on. First couple yeah. few seasons of of Family Guy, unwatchable. But Happy Days, completely the opposite. It the did. first couple of seasons of Happy Days, it, yeah. Super cool. Yeah. After that, borderline on. And 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 it's funny because they did morph. It, it was Happy Days, almost ironically so, because there was like an underlying tension in the first there, season. Exactly. And then there and was, then right. it became the Wonder Years. Yeah. And let's look back fondly yeah. at all this retro stuff. And right. and that let's and that's polish what, the exa- that's kind of what happened. I think it turned from an in yeah. the moment thing, like a time, like a like a period yeah. piece, to like a nostalgia piece. Let's film it through a rose colored lens. Right, right. And he and and Fonz becomes a caricature of whatever the hell that mm-hmm. was, and it was. Really, it was really, I thought, kind of cringy. 
And um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. And then the wonder years, I mentioned that I love that show and I hate that. I love that show. It was kind of campy. It was kind of, I mean, it was borderline schmaltz, you know, schmaltz, wall to wall, a tearjerker yeah. in every freaking episode. Just, yeah, just way too polished. I mean, there were a lot of things going on back in that day, which arguably could have, you know, in certain Winnie, circumstances, Winnie, been worse Winnie Cooper's brother us, died. But they never Winnie touched Cooper's on it. brother died in Vietnam and they never freaking touch it. They say he right, died in right. Vietnam. His car is there up on blocks. He's never going to work on it again. She runs off into like the, the wooded area behind their tract housing. And you think it's going to get really deep. And instead, her and uh, they have their first kiss. With yeah, her brother and, uh, dead in uh, the yeah, swamp. And, and, right, right. Yeah. And mom walks out with a, with a big, beautiful cake. <sighs> and some lemonade and it's good yeah. in there yeah happy, ending. happy days they're back inexplicably yeah. back and let's let's focus on the rest of the story because who wants to talk about that other stuff so why mention it at all like it's just it, it's such it's so weird and i like it so much i watched the entire first season so, the other day yeah, the, the other thing, too, you could tell every aspect of Happy Days when it changed, right? Because in the beginning uh, of Happy Days, they used, uh, what is it, the, the uh, one o'clock jump or whatever oh, yeah. it was, the, the, the original the original song. <laughs> yeah, I never um, realized that. Bill Haley and the yeah. Comets, right? They, they used the original Bill Haley and the Comets song. And then all of a sudden, it's like when they said, oh, well, we can't use this, we can't we, we can't pay uh, Mr. Haley uh, his royalties or BMI or ASCAP because, you know, we're too cheap. We're a, uh, we're, we're, we're a big Hollywood conglomerate company and, you know, we don't want to pay him his extra $200 um, right. an episode or whatever, whatever he gets. So they record their own song and it's like, Happy. yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like the show followed the it, vibe. It of turned into song. a sock hop. Yeah, it really right. did. And then you get, right. well, actually, interestingly enough, though, from there, you get Laverne and Shirley, who revert a little, they revert back a little bit to that gritty. They it, do. It, and what doesn't yeah. make any sense to me at the end of the day with Laverne and Shirley, and I love that show. That's one of my favorite shows. Oh, one of too. my, I, I love too. Lenny and Squiggy. I just, I freaking adore them. Yeah, I just, I just freaking, I just, I just love everybody in that show. But everybody in that show yeah. is obviously Jewish and living in New York City. Why the hell well, except, are no, they no, no, not that, 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 and no, living in freaking Wisconsin? Except, right. Well, you know, you got, you got, you got uh, Tony Ragusa, the big. That's ragu, true. Well, Italians you know? are the same as Jews, and vice versa. I mean, you know what I mean when I say Jew. It, it, it's it's the you you have the New York City experience. You have the Bronx right. experience. Right. Yeah. At face value, hard to tell apart. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> they're both kind of swarthy and hairy, you know. But yeah, but um, right. you know, alone. But you, it's just you get the same feeling that it's excellent stories, but contextually something isn't right. These people are obviously in the Bronx; they're not in fucking Wisconsin. Right. You know yeah, what? Yeah. What the hell's going on here? It's like the Golden Girls. These these women are all obviously Jewish. Why is this one woman pretending she's Italian? And again, there's not a huge difference. But come on, you know they're even dropping Yiddish. Or is Yiddish just like a, a New York City language at that point? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know. I never watched the Golden Girls. You should, you should get into it. It's fun. It's fun. I don't know. I don't know. I, you know what? That one's passed me by. There's a lot of, there's a lot of shows that, that have passed me by that I've actually had the chance mm -hmm. to watch over the past few weeks, and I still won't even go nowhere near. I still the won't Golden, touch them. you know, like friend, like Friends won't I, even touch I, it. Never I am even watched repulsed an by Friends. I, I, I have this. This this Can't true repulsion to to or from friends. I I I've never. I don't think watched an entire episode. I don't know where my hatred comes from. I can't do it. It's just it's so not yeah. for me. When it came out, it was supposed to be for me. I was of that age. Yeah. 
And it just missed me completely because I was leading a totally different life than what they were doing. Yeah. Like a completely different yeah, life. Yeah, I, I think the, the thing that turned me off, I mean, was the total obviousness of it, right? Okay. They got a dumb guy. They got, they, they got the blonde. So you know, it, the, it's, the, a, the it's a boy band. Chick. It's a boy band ensemble. Yeah. You just, I mean, come on, you know, it's just like way too, it's just too on the nose. It's just too obvious. I don't like obvious. And right. Well, you know. you'll, you'll like this and this might get you to watch uh, golden girls because it's not obvious at all. And it might even be something I just made up. But the connection that I have when I watch the Golden Girls is this is what happened to the adult children of the Three Stooges. The Three Stooges were contemporaries of their grandparents, their parents. And then, it, I'm sorry, let me say it again. The Three Stooges were contemporaries of the Golden Girls' parents. And now you have them and their lives. And to me, it's such a clear lineage that I just love it because they give you like little throwbacks to what it was like back when, like, you know, picture it, Sicily, 1922. It's just, it's such a Three Stooges reference time and time again in the Golden Girls. Okay. Even with the way, even with the way you talked it up, I will still, you got it. You got it. I don't know. I don't know if watched. it's there or I put it there. I don't know if it was there well, or no, I put it there. Especially with the Three Stooges analogy, because I mean, am I going to see a, 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 the three old ladies doing a slapstick comedy hitting no, each other? No, you get to hands? suffer through their experience of being married. Then I don't want to watch it. No, I don't oh. want to watch it. If I can't watch three old ladies poking each other in the eye. No, and, they don't. They don't. They, the uh, you're missing it. You're hands. missing it. Then I don't you're want to watch pissing it. me off know. right now, Dion. You're being intentionally I obtuse. It sounds like it would have been a much better show if it would have been Three Stooges Old Ladies style. Three Stooges Old Ladies style. That's awesome. <laughs> there would be different ones every episode because everybody oh. would break a hip after filming or during filming. Oh, it would. Just like the real Three Stooges. You know, Mo tried yeah. to carry it on until he couldn't carry it on anymore. But and, and their television, too, because people think, I don't know what people think, but people seem to not understand that they were not really television, but they became television, the Three Stooges. They were shorts. They were movie shorts. And they how people got exposed to them was they were replayed on TV. So that's, does, does Three Stooges count as TV then when we talk about TV? I want to see one of the old ladies coming through the door with a bouquet of roses and then smacking one of the other ladies across the face. I want to say that happened. With the I want to say that happened. Maybe there's more slapstick in it than I'm giving it credit for. Oh, there would have been carnage then, all those thorns on the roses. <laughs> that, that would have been a trip to the hospital. I mean, you're talking about, you know, old they're, lady, old man and old lady. Yeah, they're not going to stop. Like, it's like onions. They're not going to They're not going right. to stop bleeding is what's going to happen. No, that's like six... That's like 60 or 80 stitches, right? Oh, there. it's it's staples. We're talking staples. <laughs> staples <laughs> and glue. And glue and, Skin grafts. And uh we're on our we're on our 15th pint of blood. Right. Right. She's on she's on blood thinners and we can't oh god. We can't stop and the then bleeding. she gets the coronavirus see, from uh, being in a hospital. See, but look, no, too that, much that, for me that there's that's comedy gold right there. You know, maybe the jackass guys like in their sixties and seventies, eighties, maybe, maybe, maybe like they they'll live that. that. Maybe long. they can like do the, God bless them. Yeah. The golden boys. And then just, you know, half the time they're doing slapstick. The other time they're, they're talking about, you know, their medicine. I was going to say they're forgetting you know, their medicine. They're either forgetting their medicine right. or shredding it at 80. One of the two things, right. or they're visiting. The, yeah, they're visiting the other guy in the emergency room, or at you know at Shady Acres. <laughs> they all live at Shady, Shady Pines, or, Ma. Shady Pines. It? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> what's the uh, Del Boca Vista? Uh, you know, maybe they all live at Del Boca Vista now. I, I I would watch it, especially now. Oh, I totally. I'd watch it. anything now, but it, it, one one other thing, I mentioned the Odd Couple. That, of course, comes, it's Neil Simon, it's Broadway, it's a play, you know, and it lended itself so perfectly to television that for a second, I thought I would love the theater. I mean, I was wrong, but I thought I would love the theater. But 
I think one thing I do like about television is now that I'm thinking about it, it's kind of close to the theater. It's in a weird way closer to theater than movies are. Movies are like a different universe than theater. Well, of course. Well, it it, it, dep- it depends, right? Because now now TV shows want to be movies and movies want to be TV shows, right? It's like the yeah, shows on true, the other true. Point. Um, where you had like so again, getting back to good times, right? That could be theater, right? Because it took place in their apartment. Never anywhere else. I can't, uh, you know, JJ would always talk about, you know, taking his dates to the top of McDonald's, you know, for, for a nice date, for a nice date out. But you never actually physically saw him going to McDonald's or <laughs> restaurant with his girlfriend, right? It was all, the, these scenes were always played out at, in the flat, in the apartment. And that's it. So, yeah, that really, I mean, if you want to talk about, theater and tv that was theater same thing with odd or uh, not odd couple yeah odd couple to to a degree of right. course and even getting back to um uh, uh the uh you know pal right honeymooners yeah that was very much a theater setting very very theater-esque. and and like a like a what, what's the minimalist playwrights is it shepherd just like a very minimalistic setting it's the table and that's really yeah. about it. There's like, uh, there's some kind of like dresser Table, drawer off to the side and a fridge yeah. off to the side with like maybe a sink there. And everything yeah, there happens no couches, there. There was no couches. There was no TV. And how weird is that setup? That used to bother me when I was a kid. Where did these people live? They couldn't possibly have lived at the kitchen table, could they have? Well, well, if you think about it, okay, skit comedy. I mean, really, kitchens are kind of like the center of all. Um, activity in the house right so why not just make the kitchen the uh the theater make it make it the stage i guess and go from there it just always struck me as weird like to to have no couch and i always felt weird like i would sit on my couch and watch them and i'd feel like they should they should be sitting on the couch with me like take a load off because there was obviously no living room in that house in that apartment because you go down a hall, and I think there was like a bedroom there. I would imagine a bathroom. Yeah, there, that was the that was the. Is that just like a cold water flat? Is that like old school tenement housing? Could, yeah, could be. But I mean, that's that's really. I, I think about it. That's where kind of all the discourse takes place. I mean, whether it's you're the at focus a party point. at someone's house, it's it, it's the yeah, focal it point, and that that's where the kitchen, that's the you know? where the word comes from, and it's yeah. it's etymology. But it basically focal point is it goes back to the hearth, the oven, and that's where people that's the word comes from where people congregated back in like Middle English. But it, it's it's weird because there's actually an episode where Ralph and Norton get a television, and they're yeah. still in that fucking kitchen with the right. television. So there is no living room. And I would say without a living room, you're leading a completely different life. You don't have comfort in your own house. It's not, I love Lucy. I love Lucy has like lovely furniture. It's, it's predominantly in their living room. They have like easy chairs and a, like a chaise lounge and a couch. It's it's completely different. It's it's so socioeconomically completely different, and of course it ends differently. Back to what we were talking about before. It, uh, I love Lucy ends with them having grandkids and living on a farm in Connecticut, <clears throat> and uh, you know the other the other lineage ends with Ralph Cramden Price dying before he hits 60 and you know erased it's there there's a sense of everything that's happening in the honeymooners doesn't live much longer than that it's a hard life you know there's a lot there's a a lot less now yeah in the honeymooners and it makes it more impactful in good times yeah yeah well you remember i mean you can kind of take it to you know when when the dad died in good times right he was kind of like the patriarch right and he died and i don't know if that was like the end of the uh, if that was like the end of the um of the show i don't remember it was definitely near the it it was definitely past midpoint but i'm kind of talking out of my ass i'm not like a huge follower that show i like it it was in my rotation when i was a kid 
And weirdly enough, I was much, I saw much more of myself in good times than in other shows that I was watching. And I was not a little black kid for the record, but there was much more of my daily experience was being re you know, told back to me in good times than in like Gilligan's Island. You know, if I had to relate myself, if I had to relate myself to one TV character, I, I would probably be, I would probably be Rollo. <laughs> Sanford oh, and Son. How do we not talk about Sanford and Son? My favorite. <laughs> I would be Rollo. I could see that. I could even. I, like I could Rollo and I liked Grady. <laughs> Grady was good. Grady was good. No, they were all good. Even Lamont had his plus side. Yeah, Lamont. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm I'm Rollo. And and yeah, I'm much more. Okay, if if you take like all in, if you take all in a family and Sanford and Son, kind of, kind of uh, the same vein, I'm much more Sanford and Son than All in a Family. Yeah. Much more, much more, and I'm much more good times in Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island is the worst show I think maybe ever made. Oh man, but I watched. I watched the hell like, out of it. I watched it. I watched the hell out of it. Other kids would run home from school to watch like GI Joe and Transformers. I would run home from school to watch Fantasy Island, Gilligan's Island, and yep. Good Times. I think those were yep. the shows yep. that would come on after school. But anyway, we we've somehow made it through the show. And I think we've given a lot of people. Uh, some shows that they maybe have not watched to go back and really watch because they're they're good. good. They're good. And as far as current shows, I have no clue. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, don't want to. No, know. Don't, don't care. Don't don't know. don't drag me into it. Leave me alone. Leave no. me alone. All right. So illusionescigars dot com at Caplitz Media on Twitter. Dion, I, I'm going to go take a nap, and I have another nap tentatively scheduled for four hours after that. So um, in case you need to get.